That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker What's up, everybody? I am, of course, Nestlemania, and this is JC. This is the Jobber Knocker Podcast. JC, we got a lot to talk about here. I'm going to forego everything we normally do in this program. We're going to start off very hot. we got a lot to talk about here. We've got a White Rabbit. We've got Survivor Series War Games. We've got a lot. We've even got a Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns we need to talk about at some point. There's just too much to get into here in the Jobber Knocker Podcast. we got to go, baby. Let's do it. We're going to hit Grand Slams later. We're going to do all that. But first off, congratulations. Always in the shine, Mandy Rose. She's engaged to uh, former Buck Safety, NXT superstar, and AEW Dark Superstar, Tino Sabatelli. Oh, but, uh, wait, 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 a Dark Superstar? I mean, I, I, mean, come on. I, was, I don't even know if he was on AEW TV. It was Wasn't he the mole? Wasn't yeah, he like the mole? Yeah, exactly. He was the mole. Yeah, that was the one that Jericho was shitting on. Yeah. It's probably because he told Jericho he had a fucking flubby stomach. You look at Tino, he don't have that shit. So, oh, jealousy, baby. Tino in much better shape than Jericho. And that's why he's always in the shine now with Mandy Rose. Forever for eternity. Hashtag thruple. Uh, but WrestleMania, we are going to start off with the shine like we always do because we do have a lot to get to today, but there's only one place to start. And it's not often that in the shine... We start with the heat, baby. And that is the heat that Dominic Mysterio experienced on Monday. Nestlemania. I mean, I had a feeling this might happen because like you and many of the other little dorks on the internet, you just want to shit on Dom. And now suddenly WWE is like, you know what? We're going to let you shit on Dom because we're going to make him a fucking heel. And my God, you want to talk about Grand Slams? Boom. Out of the fucking park. Like that was like, Roman Reigns level heat when he had heat. Like, it's just like, it was like, holy shit. Good for Dom, man. It's just like, that was, that blew me away how good it was. I was smiling ear to ear because you know what? I think you tweeted it. You can't manufacture that shit. No, you're absolutely right. You can't manufacture that type of heat. But the other thing that I wanted to point out, it was, it's not only so good, but... He's still unsure of himself in a little bit of a way. Like it makes just, it even better. It's so much better, and I just I can't help myself because I was sitting there, go, like I had a smile from ear to ear, and I put in here like that. You just that heat was just, oh, and he took his, it, he took his, he took his, over me. he took his time with it, and of course they were helping him with it. He had three people in there that were going to help him, make sure he get through it, didn't stumble. It was perfect. But God damn it, if if it's not Jesus, Sal. So ha- haven't watched Rai yet. Are we talking about Rhea pegging Dom? Thank you, Adam. Thank you very much. Right out of the gate, my friend, uh, with the with the hard-hitting, literally hard-hitting questions. Uh, no, we're not talking about Rhea pegging Dom yet, Adam. I'm sorry. Uh, but there is a lot to talk about. She is poppy. She is mommy. She's all sorts of things. Uh, but clearly the confidence booster for Dominic. Uh, it was uncomfortable. The, the, the booing was uncomfortable. Uh, here's the thing. So good. Here's the thing. 
Here's what I don't want. I don't want it to be just because it was a microcosm of like the backyard of the 619 that they were booing him. I wanted to see if this happens everywhere he goes. Because if he goes, I, if he goes down to like, you know, Florida or he hits up the northeast or whatever, and he's still getting those boos, mwah, you know what I mean? That's that's where we are, right? Like Dominic's doing whatever he can. He's a, a polarizing figure. It works. There's a lot going on. Yeah, to get I think to get to that level of booze, you had what you referenced there. I I mean I don't know if you can replicate that. That was like nuclear. Like that was like there's a remember that raw that opened up where Roman Reigns literally came out and didn't speak for ten minutes because it was like booze. Like it was like reminiscent of that. So you're not gonna get that every week, but I do think like in terms of like if you're looking at fucking heat meters on the shows in WWE right now, like Dom may be at the top of that list, and that's impressive for a kid that's just like I mean he's a kid, but honestly like watching this last night, it kind of clicked. Because, like, we've been talking about Dom needing something new. And it'd be like, oh, you know, put him in the judgment day. It'll be great for him. But here's the other part that I don't think we've really thought about. Dom is exactly what the judgment day, I think, needed, too. We were kind of looking for something to kind of, like, elevate a little. Because we saw they were just kind of jobbing out. But, like, once again this week, they got another clean win. It's like, even though Dom isn't that big, assertive, like, leader figure we kind of envisioned, like, to replace Edge or whatever, or was Finn stepping up, or, I mean, AJ, which we might talk about later, like... Just the level that Dom is at and the heat of the story of him and his father breaking up and what they did to Edge, like, has elevated this group, I think. We're finally, like, I feel like if you weren't taking them seriously before, you kind of have to now. And our boy Dom, uh, Dom Federico, our boy, Dommy Fed's doing everything over there for NXT as well as uh, Impact. Says, and it took, it took Reigns to retiring Taker to get that response, which nowadays he probably can get the response just from standing there and saying, acknowledge me, you know, whatever. And that works. But he's so beloved now, too. Now he's beloved. But he's but he, Dom is just, it's pure dick. vitriol hate. Because even the people that might have like liked him before, he turned out his fucking daddy, one of the most beloved guys in the history, and fucking kicked Edge in the ball. Another one of the most beloved guys in history man like holy fuck dom when you, dom baby we saw him blossom into a fucking evil little shitty shit. teenage man last night so our boy uh, i assume is joe uh the doc saying when we're we gonna get prison nestle are you, are you are you referring to prison uh baller with the i i have all sorts of bandanas at Can home you grow a mullet well, I'm getting my hair cut, uh, hopefully, uh, on uh, Thursday. I'm not... we need a, I just shave the sides and have a little Dom do for the week. No, I can't do that. I love my family too much. Uh, uh, yeah, if, if, you're, if you want, uh, you know what, Doc? If you're, if, here's the thing, Doc. If you're willing to socialize the jobber knocker as hard as you possibly can for the next week, I will come back with a, do you want a purple bandana? You pick a color. I have every color. I will wear a prison bandana for you. You're going to look like such an idiot. Oh, I I know. But I'm doing it for the fans. I'm doing it for our friends. Hashtag mullet Nestle. No, fuck you. I'm not putting that up. So (laughs) (laughs) you guys are awful in the chat, by the way. If you're not in the chat, you should definitely jump in while we're watching this video. But seriously, you want orange? I'll do orange for you because you called me an orange. What'd you call me when we were golfing? Like an orange pumpkin spice or something stupid you call me like an orange bitch and then i sunk 20 foot putts back to back bye by the way uh but anyway we're way off topic here orange bandana text me remind me i will wear an orange bandana next week with my new sweet do uh and if you want me to make it a regular thing i can do it too maybe like the demon i can bring it out every once in a while orange dipshit maybe that makes more sense yeah yeah <laughs> that that seems like something you would say i can go back to the video if i really cared uh but that, that's neither here nor there uh you know it's fine you fucking Yogi Berra, bitch. All right, so he just looks like Yogi Berra a little bit. I don't know. You mean Yogi the Bear or Yogi Berra, the, the baseball player? A little bit of both. He's like a cartoon, but he's also like an old curmudgeon little man. I don't know. It's just he's just he's just a little man. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's get it. Let's get into the rest of this stuff. So 
Dominic happens with his beautiful mullet and the whole thing. And of course, we we kind of bury the, the whole point of the whole thing afterwards. But, you know, the match was great. Yeah, well, of course it was. You know, and I think that was something else as well. I think it's just great. I think it's wonderful that the Judgment Day went from like losing every week to being like a real faction all of a sudden. And it, it, it took some time, right? It, it didn't happen overnight. It nope. seemed like it was, a, it was an ugly transition out of the muck. You know what I mean? And now we're here. We're like, oh, you're going to have to get some big W's, you know? Oh, you, you you busy over there? You're falling asleep on me? Which one of you is mommy? I, I, was, I mean, I'm mommy. Come on, look at me. Always in the shine. I let just reek sex. But we're going to move on, Nestlemania. You talked about a little guy. I'm going to go to the biggest guy. Uh, and Jesus. this is, I mean, this is just a mention, but on SmackDown, you had the male models doing their thing. <laughs> the fucking image of the low-angle camera guy with the two male models, and all of a sudden, like, they hear the noise, and Brock just burst through them like they're a fucking door, or like the Miz at WrestleMania. I fucking died like it's ever since braun has come back they have just hit the fucking bullseye as our boy dom would say uh like it's just with him it's just like everything's perfect the crowd is just fucking eating up everything this man does as they should this is what you do with braun man you just do fun things make braun fun that's all you have to do yeah we already congratulated jc on the engagement you were a little uh, late there bud sorry so get in the chat earlier baby he already uh, gave up the tino or timo or timo sabatali thruple which sounds awful. It sounds like you're throwing up slash having something. I don't know. A thruple. I get it. It's a real thing. But it just doesn't sound right off the tongue. I'd let them both just bench press me. Whatever it takes. Nuclear. Nuclear. All right. Anyway, where else are we going? We're going, are we going on anywhere else that you like? The- uh, number one contenders. Um, I feel like we haven't talked about this oh, much. Oh, yeah. Triple H been back. Number one contender matches have been back for a while in WWE. And the Braun and Brutes, Butch and Ridge, uh, got the big win on SmackDown, which, I mean, you put them in the ring with Imperium, with New Day, with Hit Row. And I was just like, oh, what a fucking match. And then on Monday, we even got a treat. We got the Brawling Brutes without Sheamus, which we haven't really seen. Uh, getting Ridge and Butch on the mic a little bit, and then they go and wrestle a great match with the Street Profits. Like, I love this. I love them building up the Brawling Brutes because the group has been so good. It has obviously been so Sheamus-oriented, and deservedly so, but, like, the whole purpose of this group is for Sheamus to elevate these two young studs with him, and uh, I thought on Friday was really the point where they kind of burst through the glass ceiling. Yeah, I mean, it's really one of those things where you just... I was excited because, one, they had matching gear. I love, I, I'm a sucker for matching gear. I'm a sucker for, I'm not a huge fan of Ridge, but that promo made me feel like I could potentially be a Ridge fan somewhere He's down the line. He's got a lot better. He's got and, a lot better. And I, you know, you, you kind of, here's the thing, right? Like for me, and I'm petty, obviously, but I, you know, it's one of those things where like, I can't like Ridge. I don't want to boom. I don't want to cheer him. I just want him to go away because he hurt Big E. And I know that's stupid. You know what I mean? Like, because I loved Big E so much. And I know if we talked to Big E, he'd be like, don't do I that. I don't you know? blame people for you know? accidents. But it like, sucks. No, but... it sucks. But like, then you're, then, you know, you, you do create a stigma of like, mm, is that guy okay? But uh, watching him do that promo was great. And then seeing like, they didn't really address that he was Butch as much. It seems like we're getting through this point of like, they called him Bruiser. It's just like, we're getting there, right? And I think that's what Triple H was trying to imply was that it's not going to just wholesale change overnight. You're going to see things over the time that changes, and you'll get it, the WWE being the, the Stephanie, Nick Khan, Triple H, WWE. And there are little things like that where I'm like, oh, you know, check your butch ass, you know, like the way he said it. And I was just like, this is great. Like, we're getting we're getting there. Great, fantastic match. Obviously, they had to win. They can't lose going into Friday against the Usos. So we know the Usos are probably going to pick up a big dub there. But I was – here's the thing. They're taking a tag team that nobody wanted to see, basically. I'm not, I'm not saying, like, nobody want. I, I, I should probably backtrack. Nobody thought about it as a legitimate tag team. 
And, and then, you looked at that yeah. graphic. They were probably the least likely you thought sure. was going to win. You were sure. probably leaning uh, New Day or Imperium. Maybe yeah. they get a shot, but just like, or even like hit row because they've been hot. But it was like, no, they're like, we're going to give it to the Brawling Brutes. Yeah, no, I, I, totally, I totally agree with you. It's just, it's hard because it's just, you, you know, like Sheamus is like the package of it, but these guys are good at, without Sheamus too. So it was nice to see them get like, you, I don't know. I, maybe this might not, you can tell me if I'm wrong. This might be the first time where I saw the fight night graphic entrance with all three logos. I had never seen that. I didn't really pick up on that, but you might be right. Cause they had like an actual butch logo and a Ridge the yeah. fridge. On logo, Monday, so. Honestly, when the music hit on Monday, yeah. I assumed like it was Sheamus coming out yeah. for a singles match. That's why I was so surprised. It was the brute San Sheamus. So. Yeah, no, it was again, it was a really good match. There were a lot of good wrestling happening here. It's just, I I'm curious. We know that raw is always very promo heavy, but I feel like Smack- Not anymore. no, 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 I know. But SmackDown feels like it's more promo heavy lately. And I, it's bizarre. It's like a switch where it's well, like I a think- lot more wrestling's happening on raw. I think the biggest reason for that is uh, the bloodline is pretty exclusive to SmackDown for the most part. Um, and so that obviously like reigns, we know he doesn't fight a lot. And we know that the Sammy dynamic with the Usos and everything is probably one of the most interesting things in WWE right now. So it makes sense for that really being more promo-y. Whereas like Raw, you're looking at Miz and then you have the backstage stuff with like Seth and KO, which is rampant. But I think one of the things that Triple H really, and we even saw this even when like the tail end of the Vince era is that Raw, like all year, 2022 has incorporated a lot more wrestling, a lot more longer matches, even before Triple H. He's just maybe taking it to the next level, um, so to speak, which, I mean, some weeks I think is great, but some weeks it's like, I do want a little bit more character stuff. And this week it was like, yeah, there were a ton of long matches or a ton of stuff. The other one that I actually want to hit on, though, is uh, on SmackDown. Whew. Pew, 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 Ricochet pew, and Sami Zayn. Like, I'm always going to pop one for when those two get together. They're two of my favorites, and uh, it did not disappoint. Oh, look, I have that in my notes as well that uh, I thought that those two killed it. The other thing that I loved was just a transition, right? So we went from, mm. we have the whole, we'll talk about it in a second or, or, or somewhere in the program about Logan Paul's and all that stuff. But then Sami Zayn steps in, Ricochet takes him on. The crowd really loved the match, especially at the end. They were up out of their seats again. I'm going with the John Cena logic, right? I'm not watching the match. I'm watching the people because I know the match is good. But when you Ricochet can, gets you out of your seat. And that's I think that's the difference the maker. It's like week. you can tell the difference between what's a great match when you can see the kids and the, and the parents getting out of their seats, enjoying what they're watching. And they're like, oh, my God, that was two, two and a half, two thirds, you know, whatever. And like you're loving that stuff. That happened all the time. But then my favorite part of this match was when Jay slid in almost costing the match and, mm. you know, Sammy does his thing anyway uh, and loses, right? Because Jay got in the way. And then they have the backstage segment where Solo, like this was the best part for me, right? Was like Solo's doing his thing. And he's like, nah, Jay, you're off your game. Jay, you off your game. You off your game. And then it's just like Sammy was like, you know, like walking by, like it sucks to be you. Yeah, and then, Jimmy, was, Jimmy was kind of like, "Come on." Yeah, Jimmy was like, "What the fuck?" But the best <laughs> part was, I was in, I was in such a bad funk watching on Friday, just, just in a bad mood or whatever. And then, just like watching Solo come out, being like, whatever. And then it's just like Sammy. Sammy's like, like behind him doing his thing with his head, and he's just like, "What a big hype man he is!" Put a big smile on my face, and I just went, "This guy is a national treasure." Like, you can't overstimulate me when I'm watching wrestling, I don't think, anymore. But when I, I like, Sami Zayn is doing so many little things when nobody's watching that I want to watch him instead of whatever else is on my screen. He's, like, even at that press conference, we can talk about it a little bit, but, like, he's just, he's he was in the shot the whole time because he's Sami Zayn. He's, like, just sticking it up. But, God damn it. And then Solo had a great match at the end of the night as well. And it just... 
it's nice to see that the bloodline is doing good stuff, even if Roman isn't really doing anything. Yeah, and the big thing for them is like it's one of those things. It's like they've evolved. When it, when it was first with Sammy and then adding Solo, it's like Roman, like, because remember how Bear, like the Usos were doing a great job on their own, carrying it, whatever, whatever. But it was like, it was starting to get a little old with Roman just not being there. So that's why they injected Sammy. It gave it life. And then now adding Solo, which just gives it even more. And now you can play off in so many directions. That's why I love that backstage segment because... It's one of those things like it sure at first felt like the like the Reigns and the Usos were being like just like Sammy. They're keeping him around as long as he's going to keep sacrificing himself, but they're not taking him seriously. But what I liked about this promo is it was someone else in Solo who hasn't been with the group very long, immediately recognizing that like, look at Sammy's done nothing but help us. Like there's been no sabotage. It's like, Jay, you're the one who's kind of sabotaged it a little bit. Even though you're my blood, like this guy's acting more like blood. I want him with me. So like, I just kind of like that because it showed that like, okay, we're actually, it's become more than just like a joke. Like, oh, Sammy's just falling around. It's like, no, Sammy actually has endeared himself to groups. Like every time we see him with Roman, Roman seems to be enjoying him. And now Solo, the same thing. Jimmy has no issues with him. It's just kind of like Heyman who thinks he's a stooge. And then Jay. So I just, I love that segment so much because I thought it took took something that for the week that probably could have just been like here and brought it way up here. I totally disagree with none of that at all. I think it's wonderful. Um, I don't think there's anything else on SmackDown that I really want to talk about specifically. Um, I will go over to Raw because that's where I thought a lot of awesome things were happening. I loved Lashley and Rollins starting mm. the show. Having him stop the curb stomp was something I've never seen in my life, cool. folks. And I just thought that was the perfect person to do that. But the uh, other... Uh, I love. I just love how he tries to get the crowd going. He's just like bum bum with his fists in the he air. Have to really try because they're fucking. They love him. Yeah, they it's just Bobby. like it, it's so great. And then of course, like the pedigree. Like to me, him doing the spear, jumping into the pedigree mm. was better than Roman Reigns a couple of years ago at, at, at Money in the Bank. It looked the angle looked better. It just felt better. It felt more fluid. It was wonderful. And then of course, you know, the bro off the distraction, getting Lashley the big dub. That was great. And then of course we get. And I, I'm curious how you feel about this because there's a lot of things that are happening here. And we, we haven't talked about the, the highlights of all the uh, headlines, essentially. But this is a, a normal conversation starter. We're having Riddle and Rollins fighting backstage. They're holding back enough to talk to each other and be like, I'm going to challenge you to Extreme Rules at the Fight Pit, fight bro. Pit. You know, it's like, fine. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to beat it's you. It's a little hokey, but yeah. I think... Honestly, like, this is something that, again, or I mean, we're going to talk about it probably later in the show is War Games being integrated in Survivor Series. Yeah. Like, Fight Pit wasn't something that Triple H used on NXT that now integrated into the main roster. And, like, obviously, I think it was, like, Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, a couple uh, of times. Before. Yeah, yeah. But, like, what really intrigues me about it is because, like, the idea of the Fight Pit doesn't always excite me. But every now and then, I think it works. Um, but, like, what I'm most interested in see is seeing a guy like Seth Rollins how he works in a fight pit, I think, is fascinating to me. Because when we had Reynolds and Thatcher, we know they're two bruisers, two brawlers, two MM, like guys like with that style where it makes sense. Seth doesn't make sense in a fight pit, which is why I think it could be really interesting and good. I, I you know, I didn't even think about that aspect of it, JC. That's why you make me think is Seth Rollins is Mr. Boing on the top rope and fucking frog splashing and fucking all that nonsense. You can still do the curb stomp and the, and the fighting of the cage, but he won't be able to like boing flip anything you know what i mean like he's just <laughs> firing around and doing his like the thing that i the thing that i would want to see here in the fight pit and this is just me if we can see a different seth rollins like you were talking about but more of like a grappler like just we know he gets down and dirty let's see it we know that the bro can go right we know he's good in the ring and the octagon as well so 
I, I obviously Riddle needs to win this. Otherwise, if it's if it's like you lose your match, so. it's like yeah, for fuck's sake, this is awful. But like, you know, I, I'll be curious to see how it happens. And, and I think Philadelphia will. I hope Philadelphia will enjoy it. I don't know. They're they're very they're very fickle. Uh, I mean, Philadelphia is going to enjoy it because here's the thing. Uh, Seth Rollins, they're sitting his fucking music. Yeah, yeah. Riddle gets some of the biggest pops every weekend and week right. out. So it's going to be just fine. I know. I, I, I am curious to see how this unfolds. Honestly, I just don't know what you do for the next three weeks. Are you going to have Seth Rollins like do packages of MMA training? Because I'm okay with that. If you're going to try to legitimize him, maybe he'll go right. to the ves- desert and hang out with Dean Ambrose. With some yeah. Balls in the middle oh of the yeah. Those desert. are my favorite watching him run in the desert shirtless. The, that's those a great shield one. videos were so good. Cause it was like Seth Rollins, CrossFit, CrossFit. And then Dean Ambrose is just in the middle of a fucking desert with a medicine ball being like, Oh, I'm a man. And Seth's like CrossFit, CrossFit. It was just, yeah. it was such a funny thing. <sighs> but anyway, yes, uh, we're, we're, we're in the fight pit, which again, it leads to see if whether or not this is going to work out. I don't know. I think it's one of those things where it's on a massive stage now. People are going to notice it. Not saying on NXT wasn't a massive stage, but I think it was more of a, a smaller, loving, intimate kind of community. Now, if it's on a pay-per-view, a live premium event, we'll see how the rest of the world feels about Fight Pit. I'm well, curious I'm curious about, people's thoughts are. What's good about Extreme Rules is that all the matches so far are pretty much extreme, which last year I think there was one extreme match and then all the rest were standard matches. This year we got a fight pit. I believe Liv and Ronda's a fucking street fight or some shit. Probably. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's some. So it's like we're actually getting like stipulation matches. which is- I, And I think that's great. As long as we don't get a stairs match, we'll be okay, right? That, that's the hey, dreaded hey. stairs match. That's Maybe for Joe Kalisto Stopper will too. come back. Maybe Kalisto will come back. We can Kalisto! My God, if we could get a WLC match again, I would... I, I would love that. That was my favorite thing in the last 15 years, I think, just it's in general. Top three match all time. I, that is my go. That is my go-to match when nobody's a wrestling fan. It's Drew McIntyre's greatest match of all time. It is. There's no there's no there's Can't no denying that Heath Slater and the fucking El Torito made that match. And Drew McIntyre, too. Just unbelievable. McIntyre took all the bumps. Yeah. Like he was a stud. That was his best match. Ever. It was awesome. Uh I will let you go back into whatever else you think is important before we get heaty. Nothing. Really? You're done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, what would you like to do next then? Well, WrestleMania, I'm trying to transition to the heat, but like the lights are going out. Oh. There's like this, this song playing about a fucking uh, white, white wabbit. Wab- yeah, right, wabbit? Um, if, so if you guys aren't on the internet or haven't been paying attention, like the last like week or two at WWE shows, whether it's live events or during commercials of like Raw last night, they've been playing the song White Rabbit and turning off the lights and people have been bringing out the fireflies. So it's led to a lot of speculation of many things. On top of last night on Raw, there were QR codes, one behind Theory early in the night. And then at 923, there was another, there was a guy walking by with one. So there's been a lot of little teases during the Alexa Bliss match. The lights kind of flickered for a little bit uh, when the commentary was talking about her kind of being lost. So WrestleMania, you know, when I, when I see shit like this, I, I read things and I see things and people speculate, but there's only one place I go for actual detective work. Mr. Pikachu himself, Detective Nestle. Or, or have I just lost my own mind? Oh, yeah, that's right. I brought it back. I don't care. It it. it inspired me. It inspired me. I had to do it. I wanted to keep him happy and on his toes. All right, Detective Nestle is back, baby. We are excited. We're ready to go. And I'm so happy because all I could think about 
Was that was the first time I think on video we've both been dancing with that thing? So that's going to be clipped off. That in was general. never on video. Never before. on video, but it's it's now in the archives. We'll put that out as just an entire social media thing. What are we excited about? We're excited about a white rabbit. As JC said, I'm pumped. I'm jacked, folks. Let's talk about it. People in the chat, you got your conspiracy theories. I want to hear them too. Uh, of course, I was wondering about the white rabbit thing. I looked into the song about, I believe it's a Jefferson Airplane song. I was listening to it on my way to this podcast to try to listen to the lyrics while driving. Probably not very safe. Um, and it's a lot about Alice and the white rabbit. Uh, I did not know as, as I was looking in the research, it's about LSD. And a lot of drugs were taken written uh, while this song was written. Excuse me. Um, and I, I went through a bunch of stuff. That QR code, as he talked about, had a hangman game. Uh, where it said, who killed the world? You spell the letters out. It said, you did. Could imply a lot of different things, folks. But but if you notice, on the uh, the letters that were picked, they were purple. They said demon. Mm, it said demon, right? So we know a demon. It could be a bunch of different demons. Most people are saying it's probably Bray Wyatt. It most likely certainly could be. Uh, there is a demon. Obviously, it's in purple. It could be you know Finn Balor. I doubt it. If it's Karrion Cross, I'm going to shoot... My shot here and say, I'm fucking done. Because <laughs> it's, it's not going to be. I'm hoping a crisis not be. Don't, don't waste this good PR and all this presentation on that. Um, but So here's the other thing, too. So they had the QR code directly at 923. Uh, it said in blue, as Josh said, 923 is on Friday. Who, Who the fuck is Josh? Excuse me. My uh, my Sherlock Holmes. I'm Sherlock Holmes. So you would be Lord J C Watson. J C Watson. Excuse me. Where's the monocle? Yeah, I'll get you a monocle. I was actually going to get us detective hats just for this segment. Anyway, you would. Would you wear an old school Sherlock Holmes hat? You probably Absolutely. wouldn't. Okay, all right. I, I wear almost anything. All right, I w I agree with uh, our boy Dom. I would throw a fucking hissy fit too. I here's the thing. He's already here. No, I so know. Like, it's, it's like it's it'd be it'd be dumb. But I I would expect. I mean, obviously, nine twenty three is SmackDown on Friday. Right. So it's like something's gonna happen at nine twenty three on nine twenty three. So but like it's one of those things. Everyone's like, oh my god, Bray's gonna show up. I don't think no. he's showing up. No. It's gonna be another teaser. I, I I would tell you this much. I would be shocked if there's anything but a teaser. Like maybe the lights flicker, another QR code, something. They're gonna drag this shit like out. Chair, maybe a chair is just yeah. rocking. Like yeah. there's gonna be something like definitive. Yeah. But I don't think it's gonna be like catching flies. Right. Like I, like I'd be shocked. They're not just gonna do that. A, you know what I mean? It's like right. that's a thing that you save for like a big deal. And you're not gonna waste a big big shot here on a SmackDown. You're just. You're just not, especially at the bottom of the hour. You're not going to do it. They haven't I, had enough time to tease it. No, and I think that's the other thing too. Is like here's here's the other thing, right? This is why I think we're in for the long haul. This is where the detective hat comes on, right? You did the QR code behind Austin Theory, okay? Some of us like this freak out, take a picture, try to figure out what it was. Then you, you know the regular thing says nine twenty three. So you're like, okay. And for me, I was sitting there exactly watching because you know, when I'm watching my YouTube TV, it tells me the exact time. I'm like, all right, nine twenty three. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Sure enough, that guy comes across with the same RQ code. I'm sorry, QR code. I'm I'm going too fast. Uh, and, and he does. And again, the QR code leads you back to the hangman. The whole thing. Again, the rabbit saying, "Come with me." You know, all this other stuff going down the rabbit hole. We've heard about this song. I've researched the song. The other thing too, the JC down. You know, I'm sorry. Well, yesterday you led me down this rabbit hole. Was Bray Wyatt talking about a devil's cave in a, a specific place and and uh, uh, you know the down south essentially? And this is the part that uh, gets me into a little bit of a oh, this is good shit. So, in I, do you remember the town or the not real town? What it was? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Well, apparently Bray Wyatt was talking about a specific town that doesn't necessarily exist on the the map essentially of Arkansas. 
Um, but it does, however, have some type of semblance to something that's called the Devil's Cave that he wanted to know the whereabouts of and wanted to know if there was anybody down there. Now, somebody on the internet was, I believe it's self Arkansas is what I just researched. So here's what I love about this entire thing. Somebody on, on Reddit, and again, I went down the rabbit hole, was like, apparently it's at the, the the junction of blah, blah, blah and Cottonwood. And someone was like, Eli Cottonwood's coming back, which I thought that was outstanding. Um, but here's the other thing too, was I went to I went to look all that stuff up. But did you know in that actual place, this is something I didn't know, they have something called the, let me make sure I say this correctly. It is a folktale from the 1800s of a, Gowro, which is believed to be a 20-foot-long monster with tusks and claws. However, it is basically an interesting tale. It's not necessarily said to be an actual thing, but I'm going to try to show you. This is the thing, apparently, that lives in the cave, folks. If you're not watching, you should be. I'm going to show you my iPad real quick. Can you see that? That is an ugly beast. So this is the folktale from this part of Arkansas, and apparently it kills... All sorts of varmin, particularly maybe rabbits. And it's got a fascinating tale, fascinating tale of like, look, this is the cave. I'm looking at it. There, I'm, I'm looking at all this research. But, you know, the, the first iteration of the fiend looked kind of like weird stuff. But I'm thinking right now, could they potentially make this into a different mask here? Like, this is his second coming back. Could he have tusks and all these crazy looking things with it? Like... Sure, I don't know how he's going to wrestle with it. But this is awesome. But again, you get into this whole demon, like weird folklore stuff from the 1800s. And it's so incredible to me that this monster like existed. At least it scared the shit out of people. Like this is a, a lesser known thing that ran around in the forest. This is like the biggest Arkansas urban legend. Like this is what people are afraid of. And for the fact that nobody knew about it was fantastic. Apparently there's evidence that they found something during a, spr a spelunking thing it is unbelievable like the 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 like they said it could be like a, a you know in in theory it could be just a case of a mistaken identity and it could be just like a razorback pig or something but the creature has emerged from the lake as well so they were saying a pig doesn't necessarily come from a lake so it could have been an alligator but i don't know if an alligator has tusks right so like what is going on here it is it is beyond it is beyond our realm of understanding, but the more I research it, the more I'm looking into it, but it is the, in the middle of the Ozark. Like it is, it is right there in, in Arkansas and it is unbelievable because I just, I am so interested to see if he's asking for self, you know, Arkansas so, yeah, and that's, all that other that's, stuff. That's what I wanted to clarify first is what, um, what, so someone, what someone dug up, is that about, I think it was like, it was like a year, six months ago, like Bray Wyatt tweeted something about this, asking a question, does anybody know where this devil's cave is and all this and that? And so like when people were like looking at all these cues and, and these references, they put it together to what he had asked. And that's how this connection was made. So like clearly, obviously we know everything with Bray Wyatt. Like we know his my Triple H pretty much said it, I think in a, the interview that he did with, uh, I don't really remember who it was uh, a couple weeks the ago. Omega, it's like, yeah. yeah, he's like, he's like, it's too you have to find someone who can control him because his mind, like he just like, he loses control of it. But if you can like center him and direct him, like he is the most genius person it is. So like, obviously like Bray hasn't been doing much. So he has had plenty of time to kind of plot out what he wants to do. And you know, Triple H is open to this kind of stuff and he's already had tons of context clues with every other storyline. So man, this is like, 
I like I said, I don't expect Bray Wyatt to be on SmackDown this week. Oh, but God, I no. expect some sort of definitive teaser that like is a big deal that'll just continue this road. Because I think this is something that is probably gonna be a slow build to a certain point. I don't know when the climax is, but I think that's why it's exciting. I mean, I can see things like a checkerboard, like there's all sorts of stuff like in the song telling you of, you know, hookah smoking caterpillar. You can see all sorts of animals coming this way. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see where they go next with this white rabbit thing. I hope we don't get like Eric Rowan, you know, like let's get somebody big. Um, but well, they already have, they have uh, somebody else that he was uh, pals with already. Well, wasn't he the black sheep of the Wyatt family? He something? was. And then they had that great swamp match. I forgot about that. That was a good one. That was a good one. It was one. so much fun. Uh, but it, it's, it's difficult because again, like I said, check out all that stuff on the, the I think it's called the Gao, the Garao. I probably going to, butcher it. I'm, I'm terrible. Dive into the dark hole of Nestle's mind and it's look at fun this. Though. It, is, it is interesting. It is. So I almost, I almost wanted to bring up the whole thing, but I don't want to read everything. But like, again, start to put the dots together. You'll start to connect some weird shit. And this is what he probably wants. He wants people to, to, to freak out. Oh my God. Like, is this thing? And again, I could be reading completely into the wrong thing. I probably am. But when I'm putting on my detective hat, I can't get fascinated anymore. I am, I am right into this stuff. Like Arkansas, like why did he pick Arkansas? You know what I mean? Like, does he just find these random places? I don't know. It's weird. It's bizarre. It's how bizarre. It's bizarre. How bizarre. So anyway, we're very excited. Keep your eyes and ears open. If you have ideas on your own conspiracy theory about what you think the white rabbit may or may not be, where this leads, please let us know. Follow us on Twitter. Let We love conversation. I love a good conspiracy theory. If you're going to help me be a detective, fan-fucking-tastic. Let's do it. Get that monocle or that giant glass to look at stuff. We'll see. The people were freaking out over the um, the hourglass thing. They were like, oh, let's carry in cross. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, there's one other thing I actually noticed, and I don't know if this is anything, but if you look, uh, if you go to WWE.com and look at the match graphic for uh, Riddle and Seth Rollins, over Seth Rollins' right shoulder is a lantern mm-hmm. in the background, and it's not like that in any of the other backgrounds for the other matches. So I wonder it's if another thing that could mistake. be a tease or it could be a mistake. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's again, it's another little thing because it's like one of those things like, why was the QR code behind theory in the first place? Probably just random, but maybe it's not. Why is there potentially something over Seth's shoulder? Maybe just random, maybe a mistake, but maybe not. That's what's beautiful about it is now you have to pay so much attention when you're watching Raw and SmackDown. Like something that used to be meaningless isn't meaningless anymore because we've seen so many teasers for other storylines and we know for this one, there'll be even more. So you really got to pay attention. And the other thing too, very quickly, was that Lily was not on a lot of wrestling for a very long time when she came back. Uh, Alexa Bliss, I'm talking about. And now she's just randomly there. The lights kind of flicker during that match. And I remember listening to an interview with Bliss where they, where they asked her about Bray Wyatt. And I remember her saying these exact words. He said to her, I guess is what she said, just keep it alive yeah. until I get back. Just keep and it alive. And she said that was, she said that was some of the most like gratifying work of her career. Yeah. The most fun. She's like, just being able to talk with him about ideas. She's like, he is like, it's incredible. His creative mind. And she said like more than my championship reigns, more than anything. She's like, that was so cool. Even the times people didn't like it. That was cool. And I mean, the other thing that's cool about this is obviously like, the, like Bliss has kind of been in this like purgatory, like no person land forever, but she has clung on to the Lily thing. And like, I will say like the funny stuff of like Oscar babysitting Lily for her and stuff. Like it just, it's, it's interesting for someone that we know, like Alexa is an incredibly popular character. And like, that's why I love the tease during her match. Cause it just once again, reaffirmed in my mind, like this is happening at some point in time. And that's exciting. Yeah, and the other thing, too, that I always get, uh, I know this is grinds your gears, but apparently Lily is, like, the second biggest merch seller. Of course. I mean, anytime it's, like, it's like 
It's like the Sasha sunglasses. Yeah. The little, like you get, especially like like little girl accessories. Yeah. Like those things sell like fucking. I'm hot surprised cake, they man. don't have Bianca Belair earrings. You know what I mean? Like that seems like that would be a no brainer. Clip ons. They have a bunch of random shit. I think, they probably, I think they sell the ponytail. Do I they really? Them. Okay. Like, 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 I would know, do the that all day. The tail. I would buy that. Just do this in the podcast. Yeah, I would do that. Day. I would. I'll get my prison bandana and you'll get your uh, my ponytail. Your ponytail. <laughs> Together we'll have some street cred. It'll be great. All, All right. right. Well, should, uh, should we hit the heat? Let's do it. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Where do you want to begin? Damage control? Sure. What a fucking waste of time, isn't it? I am so I'm so excited that they won. And then they come out on the fucking go-karts, pyro streamers, the whole kit and caboodle. All of that to just have the three women come out and bliss challenger for the main event. I went, well, this is fucking stupid. And again, the main event was fine. I'm just Bailey, two big wins this week. She beat Raquel on SmackDown, uh, thanks to some schmas, and then she uh, beat uh, Alexa on Raw. So they're clearly building Bailey because she's facing uh, Bianca in some sort of a match at Extreme Rules. So I think there's just I appreciate Bailey as what she is. She's wonderful. She's great in the ring. She's she's a phenomenal person in general. But the like we've talked about week after week that the damage control thing. I'm just. When they're on my television, I want to enjoy it. I want to be captivated. And then I'm let down. Every, even with pyro streamers in a golf cart. I know. And I, Dakota I, and EO are two of my favorite like right. women's wrestlers, like period. Like I love what seeing like them getting a chance to shine, but it's just like it's not like there's something missing, so to speak, but it's just like it's not like totally calibrated yet. And it doesn't feel like it's I mean it's one of those things, even the crowd, like it's it feels like instead of like actual heat, it's more of like, oh, here we go again, heat. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that different that subtle X-Pac heat. Like the heat. dom the dom heat was like fucking heat heat. Yeah. But like the damage control heat's just like, oh, I'm so sick of this shit. So but it's all it's also weird because like obviously on the internet they're gonna be beloved because they're three of the more popular superstars. Right. We we love all three, but it's just like it's missing the mark. And it leads me to like my biggest theme of heat. Um it's not like it's one of those things where it's not bothering me yet, but I've started to notice the trend that obviously like the brand split's still there, but it's very liberal on how they use it. And what's starting to happen is like we're getting the same things on Raw and SmackDown, like the same people wrestling. And I'm worried that we're gonna hit some overexposure. Maybe that's already happening with damage control. I mean, look at I'm not fatigued if Chad Gay will be on every show and wrestling on every show, but like it's one of those things. It might happen. You know what I mean? So it's just like we're seeing a lot of these crossovers. Just like even with the Brutes, like they just randomly got on Raw so they get up a win before they get on SmackDown. Like what worries me about this is just like the overexposure of constantly having these people on TV multiple times a week, wrestling multiple times a week. And obviously we know like the carry down effect of that is that there's a bunch of people who just aren't going to be used like a Mustafa Ali or an Omas or a Veer RIP, you know, guys like that. So it's one of those things just to keep an eye on um, going forward, because again, like if, if something's hot, then sure. But it's one of those things like I'm starting to be a little bit concerned. Like if I have one critique of the triple H area is maybe like, be careful not to expose overexpose some of your top stars. And I think it's a, you hit the nail on the head perfectly, JC. It's just, it's hard for me because I don't know if you can get all three of those women to do something that everybody's going to boo them for. Like I, and I look at it like there's always going to be a contingency plan. I'm sure. And you know, in case things, you know, don't work out, but this can work out. I, I'm just not smart enough to figure it out. Like I, I'm looking at it going damage control. Don't really love the name. They need their Dom moment. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, we still beloved them, but they haven't done anything like we hate you. Like, obviously you put them against Bianca, Alexa and Oscar that helps. Cause 
we all love them too, especially the crowds like Bianca and Alexa and Oscar. Like they're three, like you send them out there no matter what, they're going to get a huge reaction. So it helps. But it's one of those things. It's like, how do you get them to that next level? If you're trying to build them as this big, bad faction, it's like for the judgment day, it took Dom turning on his father and them like beating up edge two of the most beloved superstars damage control. Like they haven't really had that moment because yeah, they're getting wins here and there. They got the best of Bianca here and there, Asuka and Alexa, but it's like, they haven't had that definitive moment that solidifies them as like true heels. So I think that's probably why it's still like, it's, it's here it should be at least here. We want it to be here, but it is actually down here. Do you think that there's somebody that needs to be added that will make a difference? So when we get into my hope, okay. because there are there are war games, I, I do have an idea of something, like if they do the 4v4 format. Um, but I don't know if it changes much, to okay. be honest. That's why I, I just I'm having a hard time every time they're on my television, regardless of it's rather wrestling or promo or whatever. I actively look for my remote. That's not a good sign. And I don't I want don't, to. I don't want to because I love all three of them. I think yeah. they're all awesome. But there's, there's something where I either either that or I guess it, this is more of a, I mean, I guess it's more now age than anything else. I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at something else. I'm not looking at them. They don't captivate my attention as a group. And I don't know. I, I don't know what I can say to make it different. I just, it is what it is. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's valid. It's valid. Anything else you want to get uh, off your chest before I go all nuts on the heat? Go nuts. Okay, here we go. It's going to take a long breath here. Uh, Karrion Cross's promo as the people's executioner. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, he drew a lot of clocks. You him so much. Oh, my God. There's too many fucking names for this motherfucker. You cannot tell me, folks. This guy is going to get over. I don't I don't see it. I don't believe it. I will never understand Karrion Cross. I think this guy is all hey. sizzle, no steak. All sizzle. He's all, scar He's all scarlet, no steak. Okay, this all scarlet, no steak. All right, when yeah. he gets to ding, the bell rings. He puts us to sleep. I, I just, I can't do it. It's just, it's too fucking much. Another thing that made me kind of hope, well, what the fuck are we doing here? Shotzi comes out, saves the day on SmackDown. She's a baby face again. Going to get a tank, probably. She's the fucking big show. She's going to fucking flip-flop all over the goddamn place because she needs to be on fucking TV. I can't fucking understand what the fuck we're doing with Shotzi. She's awesome. What are we doing? What the fuck it's are we also, doing? I mean, she'd honestly be a good fit in damage control because she's kind of a psycho. But right. No, that's not not as here neither there. But it's just kind of funny that she came out to save the partner of her nemesis. Like her right. and Aaliyah have this like one thing where they like hate each other. So I don't know. Maybe that plays into it a little bit. But it's just like, yeah, it is. Uh, I, I'm I'm willing to wait and see. But it definitely like I went very mild when that happened. I there are other things here where I'm trying to like it. I really am. Liv and Ronda sit down. I was like. Is she wearing 12-inch heels? Well, how the hell is she the equal? She's sitting on an apple crate? I don't fucking know. Anybody in production, please let us know. And it's just like, I'm not afraid of you. I've got to do extreme rules. And it's just like, why would you give me a license to kill you? And it'd be like, okay, great, wonderful. Fucking wonderful. It's Charlotte, just, baby! This is how Liv retains! I just, Out comes a shovel to hit Ronda in the face! I, I just, I hope to Christ this is over after this. Like, let these women go their separate ways. Let figure out something else. It's just not working for me. It's just not. I'm not a, I love Liv, the idea of Liv anyway. I just don't like the championship reign, so that's on me. Uh, moving on, McIntyre on a table talking about Karrion Cross. Get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. Oh, boy, if this is a headliner for the pay-per-view, we're in fucking trouble, folks. Yeah, it it's be. a fucking trouble. If it's not, I'm okay. But if it's if it is, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. On Raw, let's go over to the Raw side. Uh, another great match. Uh, I want this isn't necessarily heat, but it leads to something that makes me upset and heaty. Uh, Theory has a great match with KO, uh, and of course, I love watching KO, so he's never going to be in my heat. But the one thing I will say is that Johnny Gargano 
feels like he's trying too hard. Like he's not doing anything right now, but he's like overacting in promos. He's his reaction to the crowd is a little comic, uh, cartoony for me. And then that's who Johnny Gargano but he's is. Not. You're just he's a not. hater. No, no, no. no I'm not a I've hater. Been, I have been waiting for this day to come because oh, here we go. Since he has existed in NXT, you just love to shit on Johnny. You don't like the underdog. You don't like no, this. That's not true. No, you are like, oh, oh my god. You always make fun of TJ. It's like, oh, they're trying too hard to have a Gargano match. Oh my god, it's gonna be 40 minutes. Oh, whatever. You just. Johnny Gargano is the definition of a babyface, a white meat babyface. Oh, boy, so yeah. like, oh God, I'm going to do that. You fucking, why? You hate that. And so, like, it's one Gee of those things. Gosh. You are never going to like Johnny no. <laughs> wrestling, as Gable would say, which is <laughs> funny. So it's just like, I've been waiting for this because I'm like, he's been back for a bit. He's had his match. They're slowly building a feud. He's done no, nothing. No, 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 no. He's been in a feud with Theory since he debuted. It's a slow burn because that's the money match they're building towards. Money so, match. That's the money match. Nestlemania. You. It's uh, like money I match. Knew, I've been waiting for Get this the day. Fuck I've been waiting here. for your Gargano hand. Oh, you know to what? You know what? And it's finally here. You know what? It's fine. Finally here. Fine. Fine. You know what? Here. I have cards a, are on the table. I'm a, cards on the table. I'm a snake. Johnny Gargano slash Johnny Wrestling. Get the fuck off of my TV. All right. You're a moron. Get him off my TV. If he's going to act like a goddamn freakazoid <sighs> character on TV with the blah, 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 and acting all whoop, 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 he's Dean Ambrose. He's fucking Dean Ambrose all over again. Death, death taxes, and Nestle hates Gargano and Keith I, Lee. I, Here no, we are. No, don't. I, the heel Keith Lee, I'm all set with. If they do that, I'm all set. He ain't a heel yet, though. Oh, when we get there. Sure. At NXT, you hated Gargano, you hated Keith Lee, and you were you had the same opinions about Karen Cross, which whatever that one I get, but it's just like you, Johnny you Gargano, just, you hate Gargano. Uh, you, you hate Gargano. Get him off. Get him off my TV. He's just he's just not for me. That's it. Exactly. And he's that's just fine. not for and me. That's fine. But good God, you coming on here and trying to shit on him? It's like nah. He's we just, all love. He's we all no, no, no. We all love You're Gargano. all looking past uh, the fact. You're no, all looking past the no, fact. This guy no. is eating up scenery oh in the God. worst way possible. It's a it's slow so, build oh for him in theory. God. He's and you apparently, nothing. you're you're he's a fucking nothing. like a, you're like whatever Roman called him. You're a fast food fan. You just wanted to come back and be like, well, well, you want you want Johnny Gargano forty minute matches on Raw. He's not going to get forty no. minute matches on Raw. He's not going to exactly. get forty minutes on a pay per view. He's he not going to get anything. You don't want to know why? Because right. he's just going to be protected and he's going to be doing this little nonsense over here. And again. You're going to do KO and Gargano versus the Alpha Academy, which I'm sure will be a fantastic match. But what the fuck is Johnny Gargano doing? He's done nothing since he's got here. That is so wrong. No. You're just a fucking hater. No, I don't like you him. Fucking I don't hater. like him. You're I'm a fine. hater. It's fine. Just say, hi, my name is Adam Nessel. Who the and fuck I just is like Adam? Johnny Gargano. Who the fuck you, is Adam? No. You dumb fuck. No. Cuckamania over here. Cuckamania? <laughs> if that's not a shirt, that should be. Uh, this is your face going like this. Cuckamania. Well, nobody buys a shirt with a face I on know. it. Come on. Come Especially on. Yours. Especially Oof. my face. Yes, exactly. So look, Johnny Gargano, just, just get him off my fucking stop TV. It. Just what fucking off. Stop, stop. Moving just disregard on. Moving on. Disregard that. I, I, I got heavy on the whole Johnny Gargano <laughs> thing. Sorry. And uh, I think we're good. We didn't talk. I'm curious how you feel about this. We didn't really talk about Miz versus Dexter, but if you want to... I so I enjoyed this. Um, I probably was a, a little mistake that I didn't put it in the heat. Um, okay. but I mean in the shine, excuse me. But it was one of those things. I think uh, I was a little tired when I was watching it last night, so I didn't write it down. But yeah, no, I, I liked it. It was the Miss TV. He, the Miss finally was addressing like how this made him feel. But what I loved about this is they did something different. 
with like the standard reach through the rain, we actually saw the knife cutting. And that was a cool visual to see. And it was one of those things where like, it was, it was different. It was the same thing that we've seen a lot, but it was different enough that I was like, okay, they got me. And obviously then him coming. And I love that he grabbed Champa too. And like the Miz was too scared to save Champa. I think that's a little seed there too. And Champa had to wriggle himself free. So I did. I enjoyed this. It was one of those things where like this, some weeks has been very heavy. Some weeks has been like this, where it's just a checkpoint. I thought they hit a nice checkpoint, but I'm still fascinated by the storyline. I don't care for the storyline right now. I, I think we're at a point where... Are we going to get a match? Are we going to get some type of psycho cinematic no, Here's match? the thing. Here's the thing. When they get to the match, it's the worst part. Right. Dexter, I don't need to see him wrestle. No. It's all this stuff that's the fun part. So don't get to the match yet. Take your time. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at a dreading when there's going to be a match. Well, do you yeah. think he's connected to anything? I, I would think so, but I just don't know what else he could be connected to. Is he connected to Johnny? Is he connected to like God, maybe not. some other character? Like, I mean, I mean, he'd be the perfect guy to be a minion for like the Fiend or something, like a, a secret agent. No, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't know why the Fiend's going after the Miz. That doesn't make no, any sense. No, that doesn't make any the sense. The only reason, like, I mean, we obviously know the relationship with Gargano because of their their daughter Indy, uh, uh, their uh, kayfabe daughter Indy, and obviously he's married right. to her. And Champa's uh, his former best friend and all that, and he's with the Miz now. So that's why I make that connection. But I just feel like. If, if Dexter's just doing this on his own, then I I, I need to know the motivation, you know? That's right. All. And that, I, listen, I don't disagree with you. I just feel like there were weeks where, like, last week, what I thought was perfect with him in the house. I like that stuff. But I felt like I wanted more out of this. I thought there was going to be, like, a real confrontation here a little bit, just anything. Or the Miz running away and pushing Champa or something. I just felt like I, I got so little out of that segment. I felt like it was an eh instead of a you know, an A-plus segment, which again... Well, I thought last week was a high peak, so I thought this was just like a little stop on the way on the mount. You know what I mean? Right. That's the way I looked at it, and that's why it didn't bother me. That's probably also why I forgot to mention it earlier, because it was such a small thing, but the visual of the knife cutting the rain was cool. Right, but the rest of it just kind of felt like, eh. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. Sometimes eh is fine, because you don't want... fine. No, no, because you don't want to... You don't want every week. You don't. You talk about all the time, oh, they blew their load. What are they going to do for the next three weeks? They didn't blow their load this week, WrestleMania. He fucking held it in. So when he does explode later, it's a nice big pew waterfall. Pew Boom. waterfall, you say. Yep. Okay, great. You want to get comebacky? No. Hopeful or whatever we're going to do next? Well, are we going to talk about Reigns, Logan Paul? Sure. Let's do it. Because I need help. Because it's one of those things. Sure. Like, I, the reason why I didn't bring this up in the shine, I didn't really bring it up in the heat, is like, I don't know what to feel like. Because I think... For me, the, my first inclination is like, okay, this feels too soon. Like, I'd be okay with a Reigns, Logan Paul thing, like, down the line. But it's like, it's been such a short thing. Like, I see why people would criticize it. But I also understand it's that crown jewel. And this is how you get people to watch an event that, that like, would be anti. It's just, like, one of those things that can hold a press conference. And Logan Paul is going to get different types of viewers no matter what, whether it's hate watching, on something that they put a lot of work into every year. So, in this, in some ways, it's the perfect pay-per-view spot for it. I just don't know if it's the best, like, timing in terms of, like, career spot for it. So, I'm kind of very torn on how I feel about it. That's I, I Here's the thing. I think it's a good idea, only because... The only way I can say this without sounding like an asshole is nobody gives a shit about Crown Jewel. Like, things happen at Crown Jewel, but a lot of us, up until recently, like you said, like the last couple of Crown Jewels have been really good shows, which I tend to agree. But when you look at Crown Jewel, it's like kind of like the red-headed stepchild. It's like, oh, they're taking blood money. You can make all the- Spotty money. You can take all the shit you want to say about it. That's fine. 
but it's important, you know, business profit maker for them that they can do. And they go over and they get paid for it and they do whatever. But again, it's that Royal Rumble feel where it's like, you know, nothing is going to matter for the main event most of the time. That isn't, you know, the, the, the title match, you just have a really cool match, like you said, for the, for the WWE Championship because it's the Royal Rumble. You want to watch the Royal Rumble. This one is a little different in that you could put anything over it at Crown Jewel and you kind of have this feeling of, well, it fucking happened at Crown Jewel. You know what I mean? And I think that's the purpose of it is I love that it's his third match. I think that's fucking wonderful because it just adds to it. And I think the other thing too is there's an uh, there's a real, real feeling here that this could be the moment that they kind of spin him a little bit, you know, and make Logan Paul more of the heel that we know when he is. He's going to be fucking nuclear awesome. You know what I mean? So I think this is it. He's going to fucking, he's going to lose in definitive fashion with a Superman punch. And then he's not going to get the baby face, you know, I'm going to try again and, and learn from it. No, he's going to fucking whine and complain or go away. People are going to start to boo him. They're going to have that hate and it's going to work. I, I, I think that's great. Plus, if Logan Paul is willing to put the time and work in and he's going to rub up against somebody like the tribal cuck, all I can think of here, folks, is that Roman Reigns is going to rub off on this guy somehow and prove not only does this guy hang, but this guy gets it on a different level. Like, if you can attract 30 million followers on social media, he's better than everybody in the locker room. I'm sorry, he is. At it's, something. It's a at different something. game, but yeah, he's, at a, something. he's different. At yeah. something. He can promote. And honestly, he's an attraction, which 90% of the locker room is not an attraction. And if you look at it, he's bringing more eyeballs to WWE. He's bringing more eyeballs to Crown Jewel, which we know is kind of an event anyway. I'm positive on it. I think, is he going to win? No, he's going to get smashed. So what's Imagine the fuck? if he did. <laughs> if he fucking wins, I would let the... Again, to me, there's no, there's no downside to this, to me. If he wins, fucking internet's going to melt down. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be... You're going to go, ah, this is great. Or he loses, and he says another notch in the belt, and you won't give a... Who gives a shit? He's just another, like, he's going to say, I smashed him, I stacked him, and I took his 30 million followers with me. You know, like, he's just going to say the shit that Roman Reigns says all the time, folks. There's no losing in this in this entire I want thing. Roman to take his Charizard card and lay himself with it. Like, they used to, like, oh, Paul yeah. used to stay with the lays. Like, take it off his, like, in lifeless body and put it on himself as, like, his victory trophy. That would be cool. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I, I really want people to be pumped about it because, honestly... Well, it's You're Crown Jewel and it's Logan Paul, it. so a lot of people are going to hate on it. But again, like the reason why I'm so torn is because like I get it 100%. All that stuff of why I'm just going to sit on this fence and just let it play out because I think like I think it's going to be interesting dynamic. I just like it's one of those things. It's like man, it felt sudden, but you know what? Hey, it makes sense. I would just like to state for the record that I think it's a wonderful idea and that honestly. It's going to be a, a talked about match. I think it's going to be one of those things. I, you're going to be pleasantly surprised because you're going to have, you're either going to hate it because you hate him or you're going to have a lower expectation of it because you just think it's him. Like I, I, you're, you're going to be blown away one way or the other, I think. Honestly, I really am. I'm, I'm convinced that it's going to work because Roman Reigns must have done something, like said something or done something to say like, I can fucking do something here. Well, I think they just looked at it as like, they probably like, we don't want to do Roman Seth at, crown jewel because they probably feel like that's a waste and like if, if they're gonna do like a lashley or something and like it doesn't it feels like save all those 
same because there's so few left that feel like threats to Roman. It's like I get it, and that's why I said the the pay per view that it is and all that makes sense. It's just the timing for me is what gives me hesitation. But I, I like you. Like I think it's it's probably the right call. I just like it was one of those things where just like I'm just gonna keep sitting on the fence for now. I am the table. I just chuckled when I heard that. I am the table. Botchamania is gonna love that. Oh, that's a that's a right there, right there layup. Uh, let's get into your hope. We haven't really done the hope. Sorry. Glorious war games. William Regal's dead, so um, can't have that anymore. But I figured, you know what? War Games is back. Beefing up Survivor Series, which is in Boston, which sold out like immediately. And uh, yeah, this uh, we've talked for years about how do you make Survivor Series interesting. Well, in theory, even if the, it doesn't turn out to be interesting, I think they've already done that because they're trying something new. They're taking a concept that has worked at NXT and has put on some incredible matches and moments, and they're bringing it to the main roster at Survivor Series. And this got me thinking. It's like, well, there's a lot of different things you could do for the men's war game match. My guess is you could do something with the bloodline. I don't know if Roman will be involved because we know if Roman's working. But if I were to do a bloodline type thing, I would want to make it because like war games, like we've seen all different iterations. We've teamed, seen some teams of three. We've seen two teams of four. I, this is my, my true hope for what war games could be this year. It should be fun. Three teams of four. You have the bloodline, Sammy, Solo, and the Usos taking on Imperium. But wait, Imperium only has three guys. Who, who, who could be the fourth? Well, as we know, the entire NXT UK roster is now down in NXT. And I was like, well, there's three guys that uh, would make a lot of sense. JD McDonough, Tyler Bate, or Ilya Dragunov. I kind of like JD as a solo thing, so keep that there. Tyler Bate's such a baby face, doesn't really work, but I'm like, Dragunov and Walter have such a respect for each other. He's a guy that we haven't really seen yet. He's supposed to be coming back from injury soon. Maybe he's a guy that could fit in Imperium. He's a guy that like is an incredible wrestler, but I don't know how he translates to a bigger audience. So maybe you stick him in there. Maybe he takes Alexander Wolf's spot, which isn't too big a shoes to fall. But then you have the third team, and that's the Brawling Brutes of Sheamus, Butch, and Ridge. And I'm thinking, hmm, there is one guy that isn't on the roster right now that is very brawling and very broody. And he also likes to, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, oh. Oni Lorcan and Butch, could you imagine them on the same team, Nestlemania? So now we're looking at a war games with the Bloodline, Imperium, and Brawling Brutes. Oh, wrestle boner beyond belief. That would be insane. Hashtag JC knows, hashtag JC's up to come true. I'm looking at the women's, and obviously, you know, damage controls got to be involved. So if I were to do the standard four on four, you got to think that damage control would probably add Alba Fire, who was someone who was probably, who was originally pitched to be part of this stable. I think she makes a lot of sense. I think visually it will work. I don't know if it brings them to the next level, but as someone who makes sense in this group. And then as opponents, I mean, you're looking at like Bianca, Raquel, Alexa, Asuka. That doesn't really light much of a fire on me. So here's my actual hope for the women's war games. Three teams of three damage control. Toxic Attraction, and the third team of Bianca, Sasha, and Naomi, because it is in Boss Town. So, Nestlemania, I feel like that would get the crowd hot and bothered. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Hashtag JC knows. That is my hopes for war games. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, I'll be curious to see what happens here. There's a lot of things that can happen. Probably none of that, but... Andy Andy Hartwell comes to mind for the... uh, Damage control in my brain. Interesting. But, yeah. She's so beloved, though. Well, I think it's because Bailey really loves her. So I think that's like yeah. Bailey's like, if Probably I had all. a child, it would be Indy, Indy Hartwell's what she said. Hey, Candace and Johnny already had her. No, Sorry, I Bailey. know, I know, I know. But it's just like, I just feel like she's the next call up that is intriguing to me. Yeah, she definitely makes sense as a call up. 
So anyway, all right, my hope is very specific to the bloodline, obviously, because I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. Uh, specifically, put your ones up. It is ready. It is time. I think here's what we're going to do. Obviously, the Usos are not going to lose those tag titles anytime soon. I feel like the Usos may lose at Royal Rumble, maybe WrestleMania, but we got to get there. We got like six months or so, it seems, at this point. It feels like it's going to be forever. Friday night, we did see Solo pick Sammy instead of his brother. Which then leads to my hope here. I believe that before we get to disrobe, disrobing, dis, <laughs> and, and once we see the Usos lose, we assume KO and Sammy down the line. That's one thing. But to get there, what I would like to see is infighting from the bloodline while Roman Reigns is gone, not doing his thing in his tribal cuckage. And so what we have here are the Usos, and they're like, we need a new, we need a new tag team to beat up. And all of a sudden... Sami Zayn and Solo become a tag team and they win some type of one, you know, one night tournament or battle royal or whatever, five on five, whatever fucking thing they can think of. And we have Solo Sequoia, as it's probably wrong. Solo Sequoia. Sequoia. I can't never say He's it. not a tree. He's, he might as well be. Those trees. He's got tree chunks for legs. Yeah. But yeah. So Solo and Sammy as a tag team makeshift against the Usos just for a month to see how that dynamic goes. Obviously, I think it'll be a setup for everybody just to beat up Sammy, take him out, send him out the door into a dumpster bronze style. But I think having that, you can write that one month of television where Solo and Sammy together being like, well, fuck, I think we're just as good as the Usos. You want to try? Sure, what the fuck? Let's try. We can beat them. And I think that'd be an interesting way to get kind of that stopgap and that as we talk about that October, November, December, NFL-dominated, WWE's in trouble kind of mentality that we're going to be talking about going forward for the next couple months. So that's my hope. Hashtag Nestle knows. Hashtags Nestle's hopes come true. Hashtag Nestle's always better than everybody else. Thank you. Those hashtags all suck. We know what doesn't suck. Don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years. We don't want none. We don't want none. I'm giving it to AJ Styles. He didn't do much this week. He was just kind of chilling backstage when old Finny boy went up and talked to him. And now you forget how small AJ is when Finn towers over someone. Uh, but obviously we know their relationship goes way back. The OG bullet club guys, Finn was the leader, passed it down to AJ. These guys have always had a lot of relationship. When they were in a match recently, AJ had a chance to take out Finn Balor and he chose not to. And it cost him a little bit there as Priest ended up hitting him. So it's one of those things though, even though AJ was very come offish in this promo towards Finn, like, these guys go way back. So I love this tease because AJ and Finn together to me is just magic. But the tease that there could be a small, tiny possibility that AJ might actually join up with Judgment Day. Oh, my. I think this is just another Survivor Series uh, seed because I'm guessing we're going to get like an AJ, Edge, Ray, Riddle type team taking on the Judgment Day of some kind. Um down the line, but we'll see. We'll see what that leads to. But I just love that this dynamic is a thing because obviously we know Judgment Day right now, it's all about Dom. That's like the centerpiece, and Rhea's right there with them. Like Finn and Priest kind of wrestle as a tag team. They do their thing, but like this, I just love that all these people have little branches. Like Priest has the Riddle branch because of their relationship, and now Finn now has the AJ branch as part of his relationship. So for me, I had to give the stud, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, my comeback because I am just very intrigued. I still want to see for war games. Don't be fucking shy about it. Don't cuss, you know, don't don't cuss about it or anything like that. But just let's fucking do it, right? Let's do this thing. It is gonna be judgment day with Rhea and then Edge, Ray, and uh so AJ, Edge, and Ray and Beth. Like, let's just fucking do it. Let's do it. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Like it's the first time. Let's make a big fucking deal about it. Let's do it. Cause if you noticed what really we didn't even talk about was that uh Rhea back suplexed riddle in that matchup, I believe. 
And it was it was a brutal that was a brutal back suplex. So they're teasing the idea of intergender matches here, folks. So I'm I'm interested in that. I think Rhea would do a fantastic job. Those two are also very good friends too. So you know, there's a lot of trust there. Like the priest Rhea Riddle like threesome friendship has always been an interesting dynamic. And that is another thing we didn't mention earlier. It was like the backstage promo with Dom. And he's like, ah, you know, let's go out. I've heard some stories. Like, and that was hilarious. Like I'm picturing did. like them all going out doing their usual party, and Dom just kind of sitting there like, Ee-hee. yeah, like a buffoon. It's fucking. It's just it's magic, man. I'm soaking it up. My comeback this week goes to one, well, well, my number one guy this week, Otis, who looks like a fucking badass. He actually got some offense in on Big Braun, and I thought, wow, like clearly he's going to get tanked next week. But for this week, let's give it up for Otis because he's kind of been on the back burner. He's been kind of just like a henchman for Gable because Gable's been having these banger matches. But Otis got taken seriously for me for like a whole 30 seconds. I was like, this is great. And then next week he's going to get, you know, fucking trained. But I'm excited for him because he's a massive tree trunk of a man and he needs to be able to be put in a situation where you can take him seriously. So I'm, I'm excited for him. I mean, next week we'll see, or on Friday, excuse me, what ends up happening to poor Gable and Otis. But I just thought that he has a better Judas effect than uh, Tubby Jericho and... Uh, tubby Tubby. Tubby Tubby, yeah. And all these other things. Like, they just, I just, I'm excited for Otis. So Otis, you get my comeback. Don't let me down this Friday. Do something special with it, my man. And we'll see where you are. Well, we head to the big all finish. Speaking of SmackDown on Friday, you alluded to it there. Braun versus Otis's book. We also have the Usos and the Brawling Brutes in a tag title match. And we have the return of the Tribal Cuck, Roman Reigns. I feel like the Tribal Cuck is just a waste of our time. It's just like, I'm here. I'm yeah, but then he comes him. on screen and he's the best thing on TV. No, I know. So it's like one of those things. It's like, you're so mad. But then it's just like, you're sitting there on the couch like, yeah. oh, we the ones, we the ones, yeah. Like idiots. We're all idiots. We're all like, please, yep. please let us be part of the bloodline. Yeah. Okay, Speaking great. of idiots, you when you watch Raw, because next week on Raw, we have KO and Gargano taking on the Alpha Academy in what will be a super hot fire match. We also have Riddle versus Priest. I believe that is all that is booked for Raw for now. But Nestlemania, we go on to NXT before we uh, hit some Grand Slams. Uh, tonight, Tuesday, we have Cora Jade versus Wendy Chu. We have Sanga versus Vaughn Wagner. Axiom versus Nathan Frazier in their best of Who Gives a Fuck. Toxic Attraction versus Ivy Nile and Tatum, Badonkadonk, Paxley, and a number one contender match between my boy, J.D. McDonough, and Tyler Bate. There's a lot to get to there. I heard the Vaughn Wagon, so you know I'm interested in that. <laughs> the uh, match no one cares about he's gonna ste- you. He's going to steamroll the shit out of that guy. You you have no idea. Vaughn Wagon, let's get on it, baby. Let's do the Vaughn Wagon. Uh, obviously, you know that uh, your girl Fallon is going to get smashed. Tatum. <laughs> what? Tatum Paxley. Tatum Paxley. I don't know. Whatever. You're mixing up. Fallon Henley's the other one with the Badonkadonk. There's two. She's, she's with the country boys. Tatum's the one with uh, Diamond Mind. She's oh, one of my, she's got okay. The, the jet black hair. Okay. Okay. I thought you were talking about the country girl. I, I thought so. No. Okay. She's, she's grown on me, but Tatum, day one. Day one for Tatum. Okay. Well, clearly keep it in your pants. You're the one. Jason Tatum. Woo! So, yeah, that'll be it. What were the other matches? Just go through them again. I don't care. I don't know. I deleted them. Cora J takes on Wendy Chu. And number one contender match, fun. JD and Tyler Bate. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, whatever. But on uh, WrestleMania, we've gone well over an hour. So, we should start hitting some grand slams because AEW has 15 matches for it this Shut week. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, so Wednesday, Dynamite. We're going to start off with a singles match for the Reign of Honor World Championship. Claudio Castagnoli taking on Chris Jericho. Who gives a fuck? Give me Claudio. Claudio wins. Who gives a shit? Next up, we have a singles match for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. I care about this one because Pac defends against Orange Cassidy. I want to see Orange Cassidy win because now they have tag titles. Why does it matter? He needs to not have it. 
I agree, even though he's not really part of like the All-Atlantic thing, but Orange Cassidy versus Ethan Page excites me more than Pac Ethan Page. Right. That's just me. Four-way match for the interim AEW Women's World Championship. Tony Storm defends against Serena Deep, Athena, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, who I expect my girl Jamie Hayter to make an appearance, and Tony Storm will retain. Tony Storm wins. Don't care about this match. Serena Deep's great, but it seems like shoe in. I don't understand why she's like shoved in there. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, because who cares? I don't know. Tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. This is where we get a title change. Swerve in our glory takes on the acclaimed in a rematch in their backyard. Uh, everyone loves the acclaimed. So do I. So does Tony Khan. And they will be holding those tag titles at the end of the night. I would think that's the right call. I would think that if they don't do it, it'll, it, it won't happen. It just won't happen for them. And then, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your main event singles match for the vacant AEW World Championship. This is an interim. This is for the actual title. Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. I honestly think that Brian Danielson is going to win here. I would hope so because poor Moxley's like six weeks uh, promised for a vacation. And he's <laughs> four weeks into this fucking hey, thing. Him and Sammy were supposed yeah. to have two months off, and they both came back. So both company guys. I mean, kudos to those guys. They those guys deserve a fucking break. They've been breaking their back for the business. So I mean, literally, yeah. And, and so I, I would have rather Sammy win the entire thing just to see what would have happened, just to see the world explode. Because <laughs> you like to watch the world burn. Oh, I like do. Me, baby. I do. I I, I just I, I imagine like we thought that like Sammy could have Dom levels heat. If oh he yeah, held that title. It probably worse. But Daniel, hate him. Danielson is fine. I just want MJF to cash that fucking thing in and let's go. I don't I don't care about who wins this thing on Wednesday. I want the same know, way. Like I want MJF. Give it to me. Give it. Until right MJF now. holds up that title, I don't care about that title. Right. But again, yeah. I honestly, I think MJF Moxley is probably the better feud, but I don't know. I just have a feeling Danielson wins this one. Um, so we have that. But then we go over to Rampage, which will be airing on a tape delay, which has eight fucking matches and a two-hour special. We have Action Bronson and Hook taking on fucking 2.0, the job squad. Is this a real fucking match? match? It's a real fucking match. Not happening. Obviously, Hook and uh, Action Bronson. Ben, you love him, I know, but what the fuck is he doing in a ring? Uh, he's probably, uh, he's more interesting than fucking the job squad there. Uh, next up, no disqualification tag team match. Stain and Darby Allen, Stain must pose. Taking on the House of Black, what's left of it, and Buddy Matthews and Brody King. This is Stain all day. Stain don't lose. Yeah. Makes sense. And then next, we have a singles match that we have been waiting for for since they had their little backstage kerfuffle. We're finally getting Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara. I want Sammy Guevara to get lit up on this one. Oh, he will. I think Eddie's going to win, especially if Sammy plans on taking time off. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a battle royal for a future AEW World Championship match because WrestleMania, you know what's better than one number one contender? Two, it's a golden ticket battle royal. They had four people on the graphic. I have no fucking clue who's going to win. I would love to see Miro win, so I'm just going to pick him for fun. Who are the people on the graphic? I don't know. There were four of them, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, what are the baby faces left to pick out for? Uh, I think it was like it was Penta. Um, was it Hangman? Hey, Penta, Hangman, and two other people. All right, so Hangman's winning because Hangman doesn't have the championship. We need a real baby face. MJF is the best one they got, so it'll be MJF and Hangman right out of the gate, if I'm if I'm thinking clearly enough. That doesn't bother me, but this feels like more of whoever's going to win is going to have a one-off match next week or the week after, and then MJF is the pay-per-view match. But who knows? But, yeah, I'll just pick Miro because I love him. Uh, next up, we have a singles match for the AEW TBS Championship. Jade Cargill defends against Diamante. Who? Diamante, I believe it's Kara Hogan's girl. Okay, great. Yeah, Jade Cargill's winning. Cargill. Next up, 
Singles match. Ray Phoenix versus Jungle Boy. Just because. Uh, give me Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. Uh, Actually, no, I'm changing it. Give me Ray Phoenix Is because uh, we're going to get a Lucha Lucha Saurus attack. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. Next up, singles match. Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks in the rematch. Um, I don't know, but I feel like Ricky has to win one. Maybe he doesn't, but I'll pick Ricky. I think this is uh, this would be a perfect time for a DQ countout. They're not going to do it because they never do. Uh, so it's probably going to be Ricky by some chicanery. I like that. Okay. I like chicanery. I feel like the crowd's going to eat him up too. Uh, yeah. Next up, we have the Nestle main event, a tag team match. Wardlow and Samoa Joe taking out Tony Nese and Josh Woods with smart Mark Sterling. All five of these people don't need to be in this match. None of them. None of them. This, this is just like, we want to get Wardlow and Samoa Joe on the card. Give them jobbers. It is awful. It is fucking awful. Just atrocious. Poor Wardog. They have just fucking, they don't know how, Tony Khan doesn't know how to what a what a, what a freezer he has become. It's not his fault because whenever he's out no, there, he's, he's, fuck, he's fucking over. It's just like they're literally not doing anything. It's like, oh, yeah, I gave him a title. If anything, the title made it worse because now it's just like there's no one believable to beat him right now. No. Nobody. Samoa Joe would be someone believable, but he already has another fake title, a TV title for a TV show that doesn't exist. <sighs> but I digress. That's it. That's 13 matches. Grand Slam. Hit him out of the park. Boom. Three of them we care about. 16 of them we don't. It'll be great for Wednesday and Friday, folks. We hope you enjoy it. Anything else you want to get going? No, I'm tired. I gotta work. Anyway, thank you for listening to this week's Jobber Knocker. We'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. Let me in.